You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Katie's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 228. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you very much for tuning in. Another great Temptation Island episode for you this week. Aaron Smith is my guest this week, and we've got a lot to talk about. We'll get to that momentarily. I know a lot of you have been asking, Steve, we haven't seen one word or heard one word out of you regarding The Bachelorette since Katie's season started filming. That's correct. You haven't. And there's been a reason for that. I haven't put in any effort. I'm sorry. I literally, after six straight months from Tasha season leading right into Matt season, I just was burnt out right away to just jump in to all of Katie's season and find out what's going on and start digging and all this stuff. I gave you all the guys the day the, the names were released on the Facebook page, which are since down on the Bachelorette Facebook page. I gave you all the guys first and last names and their Instagram accounts. It's on my highlights on my Instagram. It's on my Twitter account. But after that, I pretty much said I need a week or two to just lay low. And have I had stuff sent to me and emails and DMS? Yes, but I have not followed through with it. That's what I usually do. It's like, okay, start getting information sent to me, start following up, start asking questions. I just haven't. And I mean, as far as I know, not one other outlet out there has done anything either. So either they're feeling the same way as me or they don't know anything. Um, I don't know anything about this season outside of one thing uh, that I know has happened. Um, Nothing major, just, you know, an early elimination and whatnot. But I just have not put in any effort whatsoever to start doing any work on KD season. Will I? Yes, obviously I will. I, this is my job. But last night was ep, uh, row ceremony number three, that I know. And we're, we've got another you know month of filming left, roughly. So I'll hear stuff and... Because it's in a bubble and because they're not traveling, it's going to be like the last few seasons where I hear things and I just don't get the full breakdown of it. Like I get, you'll hear something, but I won't know the details to it. But what I heard does end up happening. I just don't know, like maybe in the particular order that it happens or whatnot. But, you know, you'll get your stuff this season as as you do every season. It's just that I really haven't put out any effort in responding to emails, and I've got a ton. Like, trust me, I've gotten stuff sent to me, and I read them, and I've seen the first couple sentences, and it's Katie Bachelorette related, and I've just put it into a folder. So I'm going to get to it. I just haven't done it right now. So I uh, apologize for that. Uh, I will get to it shortly, and I'll start filling you in on, on what I can find out about uh, Katie's season. What I said, what I do know is episode uh, – episode. Rose Ceremony number three was last night. Um, but can we talk about my March Madness role that I've been on for the four years that I've been giving out first round picks? I know we're two weeks old on this, but I didn't address it last week. How about the fact that I gave you Ohio plus seven against Virginia in the first round of the tournament, and not only did they cover the seven, they won outright. And just as a bonus game, I threw in UC Santa Barbara plus the seven that they were getting um, against Creighton. They easily covered. They only lost by one. I don't even think they were ever trailing by more than seven at any point during the game. That's how you know it's a good pick, is if you're getting points and at no point were you ever um, were they ever trailing by more than those and they had to get inside the number. But, wow, I'm 4-0 uh, on the four years that I've given you a first-round pick in the NCAA tournament. I mean, granted, it's one pick, and you have to wait a year until the next one, but um pretty proud of myself. I'm pretty proud of the NCAA tournament that I'm also having this year as well. So uh, it's been going rather well. 
As for the breakdown of the final two games, I mean, Gonzaga's your favorite. I don't see UCLA competing with them, maybe for a half, but Gonzaga's going to win that game going away. Houston-Baylor, Houston's been a great story. I just don't think they can match up with Baylor. And look, Gonzaga-Baylor is the national championship game that we need, without a doubt. You know, these two were supposed to play earlier in the season in Indianapolis, and it was right at the time when Gonzaga had a COVID case in their program, I think multiple COVID cases, and they had to take three weeks off. So I think it would only be fitting to have the national championship game be Gonzaga against Baylor because Baylor really is the only team in America that I think can even remotely match up with Gonzaga. And the fact that this could be our first undefeated college basketball team since 1976 and going against probably the number two team in the nation, I I couldn't ask for more as a college basketball fan. I didn't know how this tournament was going to go, all being in Indianapolis, and they did went a little wonky with the schedule going Friday through Monday on the first weekend and then Saturday through Tuesday on Sweet 16 and Elite 8 weekend. All I know is college basketball is my favorite sport. March Madness is my favorite event every year, and I'll never, ever, ever not like it. So I'm excited. Uh, I'd love to see Gonzaga win it all, and and we'll kind of take it from there. But um, I just wanted to pat myself on the back a little bit for giving you that Ohio pick and the bonus pick of UC Santa Barbara. I'm not going to count the Santa Barbara pick in my record. We'll just say we'll go with the 4-0 in the four years that I've given you a first-round pick starting in uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. Obviously, there was no tournament in 2020, and then this year. So, yeah. Anyway, Temptation Island. You know it. You love it. Every Tuesday night, 10-9 Central on the USA Network. Erin Smith is our guest this week, and we will get to her right now. All right, let's bring her in. She is one half of the Erin and Corey couple on Temptation Island this season, every Tuesday night on USA Network at 10, 9 Central. It is Aaron Smith. Aaron, how are you? Hi, I am good. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, my voice is doing a little bit better than yours, as I can tell right yeah. off the bat. Yes. I lost it over the weekend, so just bear with me. It's a little raspy. <laughs> now, now, wait a second. Now that I think about it, Rutgers lost last weekend in the NCAA tournament, so it couldn't have been from yelling at the March Madness game, okay. right? <laughs> wasn't from that surprisingly <laughs> um okay so before we get started there's one question i gotta ask right off the bat because it's okay. been a little bit um i don't know i don't know if it's been clear enough on the show yet so i just wanted to get some clarification um do you play soccer by any chance <laughs> <laughs> i like should have already known that was going that like this was gonna happen but, um i am a retired uh, athlete. Yes. I played soccer my whole life. I played at Rutgers D one school. And then, um, my senior year at Rutgers, I was actually drafted, uh, to play professionally by the Houston dash. And I was with them for a little bit, um, you know, before moving on with my life. <laughs> so you, so you did play in the MLS, the women's or the women's MLS. What's it called? Is it the women's you know, soccer? The NWSL. NWSL. Oh, the MLS obviously is the men's soccer league. Oh, the NWSL. Yeah, so, so um, you played for Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was I was drafted my my senior year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't you know it didn't work out the way that I hoped it would. Um, so okay, I ended up having to hang up the cleats early. But now that now that it's on TV, I mean, I guess I get to relive the whole soccer <laughs> dream every day now. I know. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm I'm curious if anybody has <clears throat> asked you about this. Has anybody commented to you on the picture at the beginning of the show of you and Corey? Have anybody said anything to you about that? The picture at the beginning of the show. Yeah, like when they're when, um, when they're running through the the four couples that we're going to see this season in the opening credits with "You're not going to tempt me" playing underneath it. Has anybody said anything to you about the 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 you and Corey picture? No. Okay. Why? I it it looks like uh, this is just to me. It, it just the oh, because because when I when I saw the Chelsea and Tom and I saw Kendall and Erica and I saw Julian and um Kristen they're kissing and Kendall is behind Erica with his arms wrapped around her and Tom and Chelsea are pretty chummy. You and Corey look like a prom picture of two people that are dating but just as friends. <laughs> you know what? 
someone actually did say that. Okay. I, I remember now. Someone was like, like, why do these two look like they don't even know each other? Or it was something like that. I was dying. Yeah. Um, no, I honestly, I don't know because, um, you know, preparing, like leading up to the show, we had to do a lot of like Photoshop, uh, photo shoots. Um, we had to do a lot of like scenes and videos about like being sensual, us kissing, you know, him yeah. picking me up, spinning me around. Um, so I'm not really sure why, um, why that photo or, you know, was chosen, but, I, I did realize that someone did say something. I was. <laughs> yeah. Ne- on, on next Tuesday's episode. Yeah. When you look at it, there's like a good, probably six to nine inches between like your guys's stomachs. And it's just, you're just not standing next to each other. It just looks kind of, it does look like two people that are just like, okay, prom, oh prom by two friends, but they don't want to get too close or whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of funny looking. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. All right. So let's just get started with you and how you, um, <clears throat> became part of this show. How did it happen for you? Were you recruited um, on, on Instagram or something like that? Or did you, h- how did you get on this show along with obviously Corey? Um, who was it presented to first? And then who had to go to the other one and say, Hey, do you want to do this? Right. So um, one of my friends had actually reached out to me and was like, Oh my gosh, like you, I feel like you would be really good on this show. Like I know that you're in, because like, at the time when we first applied, I don't want to say it was like a new relationship, but like it was like relatively like, I don't know, we were, it was probably like nine months in. So not new, but like, you know what I mean? And he was like, I know that you were in a relationship. I feel like you would be great on this show, all this stuff. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what is this? Because I actually had never watched it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I like looked it up and like, talk to Corey a little bit about it I was like all right you know what I am gonna apply so it was my idea um and then it was just a a long process after that um but you know for in the beginning Corey was a little iffy but then you know towards the end and middle he did come around so we both ended up actually when you guys left for Maui how long had you been in the relationship was it a year or a year and a half year and a half year and a half Okay, and he obviously, you know, what has been shown to us over and over is mm-hmm. his insecurities about him not being an athlete, and you've dated athletes, uh, predominantly athletes in the past, and, you know, him feeling a little bit insecure about that. Um, yeah. Is is that part exaggerated in terms of who you've dated in the past, or have you really kind of just dated athletes because that's who you've gravitated no, towards? I, it's a thousand percent exaggerated. Um, and being on the show, it's, it's, uh, exaggerated even more because, you know, there are other people I have dated in the past that Corey has known about that I talk about on the show as well. Um, and I also like, I don't, um, I never compare Corey to the people I've dated in the past. The reason that he knows about them and the reason that I've even ever talked to him about them is kind of because of what I've gone through. Um, and I, I ne- have never been like, you know, I've, I've dated these people and so you don't compare or you're not good enough. Um, I, you know, up until the show, I actually didn't really know Corey felt that way about himself when it was pertaining to my past relationship. Mm. Um, because, and I, unfortunately I feel like it, it really isn't, shown on the show where it does make it seem like I'm like you know I can only use athletes I've Corey isn't one of them and I'm I don't know if whatever and it's more just like our big thing was that we are very like different our personalities are very different I'm not saying one is better than the other but our personalities are different and I think that is what um and I think that's what scared me the most. And that was the reason that I wanted to kind of go on the show and figure out like, Hey, like, you know, am I building up this wall for no reason and pushing someone away who loves me or, you know, am I right? Are we too different? You know, I can only go off seven episodes, but are we, when we talk about your personalities, is it safe to assume that he's more of an introvert and you're an extrovert? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, that's completely accurate. And again, it's not like one is better than the other. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I am used 
to dating people with similar personalities to mine, which is probably why they always fell through and that they weren't the best relationships. However, when that's like all you know in relationships, you kind of just assume that's the type of person you're supposed, supposed to be with, even if it fails so many times, you know what I mean? And then I met someone like Corey, who was very different. He was an introvert. And it like, I didn't know how to act. So I was like, you know, this is like, is this too good to be true? Am I, you know, so hmm. yeah, I just. <laughs> okay. Well, is it, is it like I, I, beginning, beginning of the season, I think it was, you were the couple where you, he was your boss, right? Yeah. So how did you, so how is that? So obviously that's how you guys met, but is it, was right. it something to where you kept a distance because of the whole work thing? Or was it something that you guys openly talked about? We were like, look, we're, we're going to have to do this. Or once you started dating, did one of you leave the job? No. So yeah, we, um, we started dating at work and we actually had to keep it a secret. Um, basically our whole, our whole relationship. I think that kind of also is a reason why we, or at least I, um, would kind of like, I don't know, like create scenarios in my head because I'm like, you know, we can't publicly, I can't show people that I have a boyfriend. He can't show people that he has a girlfriend. And for someone who has had, trust issues in the past and insecurities about people who like, you know, don't post me. And then my, my gut feelings are correct. Yeah. It, it did add a lot of uh, insecurities into our relationship because we were never fully able to be open. Like we had to hide it all the time. Um, so it was hard, you know, we've never really had, we never had like a fair shot at just being in a normal relationship. <laughs> So was the first time anyone, any of your coworkers saw that Corey and Aaron were dating when they found out you were on the show or left to go on yep. the show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, there, there was like some people who obviously had assumptions. And I think like one of my close friends I told, but like for the most part, um, everyone was kind of like, oh my gosh, like we, we, we thought something was going on there, but like, we had no idea. Like, what the heck? And we're like, yeah, like <laughs> surprise. Oh, okay. Um, so you were the one that obviously had to talk Corey into, cause it was presented to you and you were the one that said, let's do this. And he was a oh. little bit reluctant at first. And then he ultimately decided, okay, let's do this. Um, right. what was your, I mean, I guess what was your goal heading into the show? What did what was I mean, obviously we know that that Mark says in the first episode and we've seen it now play out over seven episodes that whatever questions you had going into it, probably not the questions that you ended up uh getting answers to as the process went along. But going into it, what did you want to get out of this experience? Um, so going into it, I honestly I just Corey and I we were at a place in our relationship where things had kind of fallen very complacent um you know I just I was curious truly to see if we were both with the right person because again we are both very different um and I just you know I had a lot of questions about our relationship and there were things also that I thought <clears throat> we both could work on like for instance we both struggle a lot with communication I communicate very aggressively and like passionately and Corey he's you know, he doesn't really, he doesn't really communicate like at all. Like I, it's, it's like, I have to kind of pull teeth to get him to tell me how he feels. And then it's like, I'm assuming the worst. And then I just, you know, some, I, my love language is words of affirmation. So to date someone who um, doesn't really communicate that with me, I, again, I struggled. So I was like, you know what, I want to go on this experience and I want to find out if I am, just in my head, pushing someone away. Cause obviously Corey is a great person. He's amazing. You know, I, I never doubted that. I never, you know, doubted his love for me. It was more just like, are we compatible or, you know, am I creating a scenario in my head that no, we're not compatible. And if so, like, why am I doing that? And what was Corey's going in? I mean, I'll, I'll be speaking to Corey probably next week, but you can obviously, as his girlfriend at the time, you knew like, okay, I know why Corey wants to do this as well. But what did he tell you going in that he wanted to figure out? 
Um, his big thing was just like getting his confidence back. I think that again, you know, when we went on the show, we were both in a point in our lives where we weren't being the best version of ourselves. And I know that Corey had talked to me a lot about just like wanting to gain confidence back, getting his swagger back. Um, and obviously it's like funny seeing it on the show, but like, it was a real thing. Like, you know, um, and he also wanted to work on communicating because we both saw how it was kind of affecting our relationship, not being able to like actually talk about some of our issues or some of our insecurities or what's on our minds. And, um, you know, when you're going through the motions for so long, eventually it's like, all right, we either need to figure it out, which is what we, you know, that was our reason for going on the island, or we need to just walk away. Um, and instead of walking away, I think we both agreed that going on the island would be just a great opportunity to finally, like, figure it all out and either come together stronger or, you know, walk away from the relationship. So the first impressions happen and when the guys the 12 guys had their first you know one-liners to you guys was was there anybody that stuck out to you initially um I mean I'm afraid to say my answer because I already know I'm gonna get ripped apart for it (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know honestly Griffin he did stick out to me and as as corny as it sounds um it was soccer related, not because I like am obsessed with soccer and athletes. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with soccer, but like, not that was the reason I picked it. It was more like, you know, he, I felt like, um, we have gone through similar journeys, even though Griffin was a little more successful with soccer. It was just like, I really wanted to have a conversation with him about, about his soccer journey and I don't know like I felt like when I when I saw there was a soccer player I was intrigued because it was just a conversation that I wanted to have yeah I mean I don't even remember Griffin's intro did we know at that point that he was a soccer player or yeah he said something I honestly can't remember exactly what it was but he did say something about soccer or whatever okay and then later we you know before the first date selection him and I actually had two very intense conversations that weren't weren't shown um about just soccer (laughs) and also you know our our backgrounds and family and all that stuff when you were watching the show back and i think Corey was the first one to really get emotional before gosh i want to say he started crying before the first date between you and Griffin even happened. I think it was on his confessional after you had chosen Griffin, where you guys, you know, the first picks are in front of your significant others. When you saw that and when you saw how emotional Corey got over thinking immediately, Oh my God, I'm going to lose her to the soccer player. I mean, obviously it's, it's weird to think of now because that aired, you know, in January and obviously you already know whatever happens between you guys, but when you watched right. it, was it was it hard to watch? Yeah, it was definitely hard to watch. Honestly, like just when I see these episodes, like I I, I get re emotional about them because um, for me it was like I didn't know the impact that you know I was having on someone, and to know that you know someone cares that much about like losing me, and to see that I'm hurting someone, it. it it broke my heart. And again, it's like every week that I'm rewatching, I cry about something else, which is so weird because I did not know that I was an emotional person. I swear. until doing the show. <laughs> like we joke all the time that me going like me being on that Island was the most I've probably cried my whole life. And I mean that like wholeheartedly. And then now that I'm rewatching it, I'm like crying again. I'm like, what did this show do to me? Like, yeah, uh, it seems to really dive into people's uh, emotions for sure. Uh, yeah, I um, when I was looking, when I was watching it, you know, you've said a couple things in your ITMs that were. Uh, well, I don't know if you call them. You guys call them confessionals or ITMs? What do you guys call them? Um, like the post interviews. Well, even not even po- just where it's one on one with you in the camera, either with the background or you're standing there filming just solo you yeah they're they're like post interviews or i i okay um so a couple things that you've said have been pretty 
telling. Uh, one of the things that you said was, you know, the way that I was talked to and manipulated, speaking about your past relationships, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did to Corey, and you've also said that he's going to realize he can be treated better. Um, mm-hmm. when, you, when you say stuff like that, is it stemming from the fights that you and Corey used to have? Well, not even fights, but just arguments or disagreements that you guys have that what makes you say that uh, you feel like you, the way you talk to and possibly manipulate you, you do that to Corey as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would not say manipulate. Um, I, I don't, I don't do that. I don't think I do that, but I do when him and I have arguments or conversations, I think that some of the things that I can say to him are hurtful and, when you're dating people who you, you know, your relationship consisted of just saying things to hurt each other, to one up each other. Um, and then you go to dating someone like Corey, who's amazing. Um, it's like, I'm just used to those heated, crazy fights. And Corey and I don't, you know, we, we never fought at all, at all <laughs> the way that I, ha- I have in the past. It's more just like when we argue or when we get in, you know, fights. And when I say fights, I mean like literally just like a heated argument. Yeah. I'll say things that I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, I feel like I said that to hurt him because that's just what I'm used to, you know, used to. And um, yeah, it's more like that. I don't, you know, I don't think that I, um, I, I don't think that I manipulate him, but I, I can be a little a little hurtful with my, my words. Well, I think the consensus seems to be from just the people that I talked to about this show that Corey is literally looks like he's, I mean, he just comes across as like a sweetheart, just the nicest guy in the world that is kind of almost in the twilight zone out on that show because it just seems like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, not because he's not having a good time, but just that like, what, you know, what did I get myself into? What am I doing here? Um, you know, he clearly has, I mean, I guess he's, I, I guess he's made a little bit of a connection with Amanda, been a little bit flirty with Amanda and stuff like that, but nothing, I mean, we're not talking, you know, Kendall here, but he's, 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 he's been very, um, slow moving in, in terms of with any of the other single women. Um, I right. don't, I don't know what happens coming up, but I, my personal opinion is I'd be shocked if, if Corey got with anybody, cause it seems like he's just there to ride it out, learn some stuff about himself, which we've seen at the bonfire where he said, like, I, I feel like I'm a good catch. I feel like I'm a, I'm a funny guy. I'm a witty guy. Um, it seems like he's coming out of his shell a little bit, but almost writing it out to the end to just get to that final bonfire with you and almost see if you've experienced what you came out there for. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the impression that I'm getting, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, did, <laughs> do you, I, I know you can't say anything about the final bonfire, but, is that um, when you when you've been watching Corey in the episodes, even though, like you said, we already know what happened or you already know what happens. Have you been surprised by what you've seen for the first seven episodes out of Corey? And were you surprised by any of the clips that you saw at Bonfire? Um, I actually, you know, I actually was surprised. Um, I, I still am surprised when we rewatch it and, and at the clips at the Bonfire, just because, again, you know, one of our big things was um, communication and him opening up and being vulnerable. And I felt like with me, um, it was, again, like pulling teeth to get him to like show emotion or like just express to me how he's feeling. Um, And when I was seeing it on the show, him opening up so quickly, I was a little shocked. And I mean, you know, you can see it when you watch it. Like I was really emotional because I was like, dang, like, if he's doing it so quick with someone he just met, like maybe I am the issue. Maybe there are things deeper that I needed to work on. It wasn't just all Corey. Um, but I, you know, I, I never assumed that he would do anything physical going into the bonfires. I was more like, I feel like I'm going to be more distraught if I see him making an emotional connection, which he was making one. So I think that's also why I was getting very emotional because I also yeah. going into it and even though I feel like people think this is like a cop out, like I truly meant it when I said, I want you 
to be happy and like find happiness. And if it's with me, then we're, you know, we're, we'll be fine. But if it is with someone else, like I care and I love you and I care about you. I, I want that for you. And I think people saw it as, Oh, you know, these crocodile tears, like she, she just wants to cop out. I'm like, no, I really did mean that. Um, Hmm. so it was just, I don't know. Did, did you like when you, when you watch it, um, you know, obviously you watch it with a totally different perspective than us as, as viewers. Cause you experienced right. it and whatnot, but, um, has Corey done anything out of the ordinary? Like you said, I, I guess my next question was going to be, but you kind of answered it already was what would have bothered you more at a bonfire, seeing him hook up with somebody or developing an emotional connection. But it sounds like emotional would have bothered mm-hmm. you a lot more. Well, you know, I say that, but I do think that, like, so, okay, the body shot, that, like, was so, like, I did not picture Corey ever doing that, (laughs) which is, like, it wasn't even that serious, but, like, I truly was, like, dang, okay, like, he's turning up over there, I'm high-fiving people, he's licking (laughs) boobies, like, okay, like, I see what's up, but in that same clip was, like, him, like, talking to either Nicole or Amanda, I think, and they were, like, having a deep conversation and I think in that in in the bonfire clip or at the bonfire you hear me say you know the body shot I told him told him I wanted him to have a good time what bothered me more was the way that he was talking to these other girls about me and our relationship one because it hurt my you know it hurt my feelings I was like dang I didn't know he felt this strongly about me I didn't know that I was like making him feel x y and z because again he's never expressed it to me uh I guess that was just something he was internally feeling and never really told me about. Um, and then I also was upset because I was like, wow, if I'm making someone who loves me feel this poorly about themselves, like that's not okay. I, I want to change that. I want to fix that. But I think out of everything, yeah, the body shot was probably the most surprising so far that what, you know, what I've seen. Um, and that was probably the most out of the ordinary that he, that he, that I thought he would do. I know one of the bonfire clips that you were shown was of Nicole talking about her opinion of your relationship with Corey that I know it didn't sit well with you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't remember exactly. I don't even remember exactly what she said. I just remember you not taking to that and you even, I think, even shaking your head when you were watching uh, her talk about your relationship. And obviously she only knows it from what Corey tells her because she didn't know, obviously, who you guys were before you even got to the island. But what what about that clip of Nicole saying what she did about your relationship with Corey that re- really got to you or bothered you? Um, I think it was honestly um, Maddie, the other girl, who said the thing that hurt me. It was oh. like, um, no, like she was having a conversation with Nicole. The two of them were talking and, I, and one of them was like, you know, she's a Jersey girl. She's a boss. Like, you know, she has this, she she's whatever. And then. I think Maddie was the one who said she either brought him here so that he really could work on things or she brought him here to break up with him. And that last part is what bothered me um, because I feel like a lot of people assume that. Um, I think they still assume it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, the yes, it's like a reality TV show, but I took my experience on the island very seriously what I learned on the island, I still carry with me today. I think it was a great like experience and it helped me learn so much. So to hear, you know, people think that you're here for the wrong reason and don't really understand that the whole truth, um, it does, it hurts and it, it, it can get to you, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, I there's one thing I, I really wanted to ask you and I know, I know it has nothing to do with you, but it's, you know, What's happening with Kendall on on the island and and uh, what we're seeing in the episodes and the whole Kendall and Erica relationship? I mean, it's they by far are the most talked about couple this season, and it's it's really not even close. Like everybody is like, you know, Erica run for the hills. So for sure, I just want I just want to get your opinion. Obviously, when you guys watch the clips, you know, I think we even see your guys' mouths are open. You can't believe what right. you're watching. Um, couple things. One. I, I mean, I pretty much already know if that were Corey or the other way around, you would be livid and just like, oh, yeah, just like Erica is. But what were you telling Erica in the moment and just overall 
your thoughts on what was happening on that side of the island with Kendall and, you know, the thruple, uh, Alexis and, and Nicole? Um, I just, you know, I kept telling her that she she deserves better um, and to just take this opportunity to now focus on herself, work on herself, you know, realize the type of person that she wants to be with and just to learn from these guys. Um, I feel like I was affected a lot by, you know, Erica's bonfire clips because I have been cheated on in the past. And, you know, she said something at the bonfire where she was like, I used to date someone who would cheat on me like every other weekend. And I literally was like, same. And it's honestly sick that that was a real thing. But like, I literally felt so like I felt for her so much because I have been there before, but then to watch it unfold on television, it like made my stomach, like my stomach sick. I was like, Oh my God, like the fact that this is happening and she's watching it. Like I know that it's happened to me, but to like have to watch it. Oh my God. So, you know, I feel like all three of us just really supported Erica with whatever she was going through or feeling at the moment in the house. And like, we all are so, you know, we're still so close and we all support each other no matter, you know, what happens. And, um, I, Erica and I text very frequently. I tell her all the time how amazing of a person she is. She, she's literally beautiful inside and out and she knows, she knows her worth. You know, everyone knows her worth. So yeah, I think that, uh, I think she'll be okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's one thing, you know, you said you experienced it yourself as well when she said I was cheated on basically every other weekend and and you admitted the same thing. But it's one thing to, I mean, it sucks either way to be cheated on, but to have to watch it. I mean, I don't, unless you ever walked in on your ex, uh, you know, having sex with somebody else or a threesome, you probably never witnessed it firsthand. Exactly. Maybe maybe you did. Maybe you walked in one time or whatever. No, thank God I have not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it really is. And, and, you know, we've talked about it in all these interviews that I've done all season with, with the couples and even with, uh, with Alexis and Nicole last week, it's like, uh, you know, I think if temptation Island being the show that it is, if there was not any hooking up or couples straying from their relationship, it would be the most boring show on television. Like people, as much as people think it sucks for Erica, I think people do get some sort of guilty pleasure out of watching it happen. I mean, I think they still feel sorry for her, which you obviously can be. I don't think anybody's watching that and being like, yeah, Kendall, that's how you treat a woman. You know, I don't think they're looking at it that way, but it adds to the salaciousness of the show. Because if if all four of you couples just said, you know, like I said last week, just sit in the corner and twiddle your thumbs all season and don't want to get to open up and learn anything about yourself or even attempt to possibly hook up with someone of the singles, it would just be really boring. Like We wouldn't yeah. enjoy it as a fan base. It would just be like, God, this show sucks. Um, which, But, you know, but we've gotten, you know, the Kendall, and then this past week we got a, a second hookup with, with Chelsea and Blake. But, um, mm. you know, I, I, I think – was what did you guys have your rules of no hooking up whatsoever? Um, yeah, I mean, just going back to what you said, I do think this season was more of like an emotional um season, like yeah. things were talked about and opened up about that really had never been in the past, and I think that's why it's like it's just very different than past seasons. Um, but as far as Corey and I go, we did go into it with rules um i think surprisingly i think we were the only couple who had rules i was like i don't know you guys are crazy like <laughs> i don't don't want him, well, him doing anything well, but again Ch- chelsea is- and tom said on their first episode no or at least, i can't remember if she said it on the show i know she said it to me on the podcast which was no kissing no one in your bed and no sex that was their that was their rules um one of those rules was broken this past week, so I'm curious to see how that plays out with them. But that was the rules that they had set for each other. Obviously, Kendall and Erica, we know, because Kendall, I think, has told us every episode, I have no rules. So, no rules, right. Yeah. And then Julian and uh, Kristen, I don't remember what if they ever established anything, but I think it's pretty clear at this point 
Julian went on the show strictly to prove he can do this without cheating. I mean, I, that's that's what I've gotten out of it. Um, and and yeah, you know, I, I don't think I think I don't think they had rules either. And honestly, looking back, I remember being like, oh wow, like these couples are very confident. Like you know, good for them. I need rules. But then when I was hearing why they were coming to the island with no rules, it started to make more sense. And you know, like like you said with Julian, it was he wanted to prove to Kristen that he could could be faithful to her. Um, with Kendall and Erica, it was just to, I guess, see if they are compatible. I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think any of us know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they've told us, and I, you know, I, I mean, I've spoken to both of them, and, um, you know, Kendall has, I, I, Kendall goes live after every episode, and I listen to, and I, and I watch some of it up to a certain point, and then I'm like, okay, I, I'm still kind of confused, but, um, you know, I guess I'll have my answers in a few weeks, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I mean, I think, I think it's safe to say like, you can go there and just be like, let's see what happens, but you can also, you can also go there and learn about yourself and learn about your relationship without having sex with someone or getting, or having a threesome. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, Kendall could have gone there with the greatest intentions and said no rules, and I think he could have gotten to whatever place he needed to get to for himself mm-hmm. without having sex with somebody and without having a threesome and then this past episode wanting it again and kind of being turned down for the threesome. Like, it just, right. and, you know, but he says, I, I, you know, I just get so confused. I almost feel like I need to talk to them when this thing is over. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you guys, you and Corey, um, at this point, you know, we have just, you know, this past episode, we had the eliminations, uh, the second elimination. So there's only six singles left, I believe, for each side. And then, um, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you about, Shaquille. So that was confusing to me as to why, I mean, everybody could see that there was a connection with Shaquille and you, and you even told Shaquille, like, as you were sending him away, you're the best friend I have out here uh, of the single, yeah. of the single men. So why was Shaquille eliminated? Yeah, I do think this was very confusing um, for viewers. Uh, but basically my thought process at the time was I did not want Corey seeing me uh, getting close with someone because I really was like, I, you know, I want to focus on my relationship. I want to focus on myself. Like, I don't want to risk anything. Like, I just, you know, I was very, I had blinders up. And I felt like by me sending home someone who I was close with, it would kind of like just, I just didn't want him seeing me getting close to someone. And I also knew that Shaq had developed feelings for me. He had expressed that to me and some of the other girls. And, you know, I, I wasn't at a place where I could juggle, you know, so many emotions. I'm focused on my relationship. Now I have to, you know, focusing on Shaq and, I just, I didn't want to lead anyone on because I didn't even know where my head was at, you know? Um, and I think that there were so many conversations that haven't been shown that elimination with me and Shaq was like 20 minutes of us both just like crying, then laughing. Like it was a really great emotional conversation we had. And unfortunately you see me like cry and then be like stone, stone faced like normal. And I'm like, no, there was like so much that was expressed. And I feel like I clarified so much, but um, obviously, it only being an hour show. Yeah, they have to they have to get get to the point. Um, yeah, I think it was more just like I was I was just really focused on how I could be a better girlfriend for Corey if he, you know, chooses to leave the island with me or not. Yeah, and I, and I would think, you know, with, with Shaq gone, then, you know, we all know that they're, you know, the final dates of the season are, you know, you have to bring somebody on an overnight. Doesn't necessarily mean that hookups are happening, but, you know, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Griffin is probably uh, the, the person that you're going to ride with uh, to the end of this thing. But at this point in the process, when you were at that point of, okay, just eliminated Shaq, um, you were not really thrilled with Corey's video message. So walk, that, yeah. walk me through that when you saw his video message, 
what that was about. That's, that's another thing. I was, I was very happy with what I saw from Corey. Like, and again, when we do our post interviews, they're like 40 minutes long. Yeah. I was excited. I was excited that he mentioned Nico. I was excited that he was learning and growing. And I expressed that, like, I was very proud of him. Um, but I was also like, Oh my gosh, like for Corey to not say, I love you. I started having like a panic attack because I was like, you know, I know Corey, like he would say, he would say, I love you. And I just started to get nervous. So I was like, Oh wow. Like, you know, maybe he really is moving on. Maybe he did realize that he deserves better. And, um, there's also like, I, I don't, not really sure what I can say, Steve, yeah. <laughs> or if you edit it. Um, so, well, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I said, I'm just going to say it yeah. in my video message to Corey. I do say, I love you. I don't, you know, I don't know where it went, but I said it. Okay. <laughs> and I, that's where it's like, I'm getting a lot of heat for that. And I'm like, well, I know what I said and I know what's not being shown, but I can't, there's only so much I can do at this point, you know? Yeah. So you said it in yours and we don't know. We, yeah. we, he might've said it in his, we don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, we don't know if he did, but what, what right. was shown to you was he didn't say it. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's when you, when you saw Corey for the first, well, I wouldn't say you saw him for the first time cause you'd seen him at bonfire clips and this was basically another just clip, but it's obviously of just him. When you saw the, clip so you overall in general you were happy with it outside of the fact that you never heard him say I love you yes okay. yes like I I was so happy that he was diving into this experience gaining his confidence back like he he even looked like he was like you know I he looks like he was like glowing he's like I'm standing taller like I was genuinely proud of him and obviously seeing him I'm like oh my god freaking model over here like he just it was it was it was great, but in the same breath, I was sad. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he did not say he loved me. Like, I know he would say it, so he must he must really be, you know, maybe he's over it. When you, when you saw that video, and you, I'm sure you had running through your head every clip that you saw of Corey connecting emotionally with someone on the island, it seemed to be Amanda was the one mostly that he was connecting yeah. with. Is it, of what you saw of Amanda, was she somebody that you could see Corey with? Where you were like, okay, I kind of get it with her. Or were you like, no, I don't get that at all. Like, because Erica flat out told me, like, Kendall, when I asked her about Kendall and Alexa, she's like, no, I didn't see that coming at all. He's not a drunk okay. So um, what about with Corey and Amanda? Um, no, I mean, it, it, I, I think it makes sense. It makes sense because, um, you know, we both, are blondes and just from what I've seen in the bonfire clips, like I feel like her and I have like a similar personality in a sense where um, she does seem like like a strong female and she seems like she's athletic and she seems like a lot of fun. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like it, you know, it makes sense okay. why, you know, why he would pick her. Um, but at the same time, I was like, oh, like, wow, like, he is opening up so quickly to someone. Like, this is scary. Yeah. No, I mean, the whole process must be, I mean, it's got to be a trip. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like, this isn't a obviously a normal way, a, a normal way a couple would determine, a couple that was at a crossroads in their relationship would determine how to move forward. Normally in just yeah. re in regular life, I mean, and we all applaud the four of you or else there wouldn't be a TV show. So we, yeah. we have to thank you because it, 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 it entertains us, but it also is not a normal way to go about, well, is this the person I need to be with? Like Julian and Kristen easily after 11 years did not need this show. They could have figured it out another way, whether it's counseling or just continuing to date or setting a timeline of, okay, I, if Julian wants to get married then Kristen, I, I want to propose to you by this point. If you're not, then I have to move on or something like that. It didn't have to be done on this show, but we appreciate the people that do uh, come on it. And it's got to be really weird because one, you're dating, you're like being forced to date other people or at least right. 
develop a connection with somebody and then people get mad at you because you're technically, well, why are you doing that to your boyfriend? It's like, well, if, right. You agreed in the first place to come on the show. You can't sit there and do nothing because then you'll just be the just boring television. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's more about just kind of finding out like, like you said, kind of what you want and is this person the one for me? And I think if you would have, and if you do, I don't know, there's still four episodes left. Maybe you do step out on Corey. I don't know. But if you do get to that point where you feel like I need to hook up with another guy or whatever, I really like Griffin or whatever the case may be, then I think that says about, it would say something about you and Corey's relationship and vice versa. If he were to get with Amanda, it would say something because there would obviously be something missing there for him to feel that way to do that to you. Um, I, you know, cause I, look, we've had, we, it's a small sample. There's only been two previous seasons, but I'm pretty sure everybody that's cheated has never left the Island together. I don't think I'd have to go over the couples in my head, but I, I don't think anybody that ever hooked up with a single at the final bonfire decided to stay and ended up uh, a couple, but I could be, I could be wrong. Um, Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I know it. I know it's tough. I know the the whole experience has been tough. Social media probably hasn't been the most fun for you. Um, yeah, brutal. But um, I mean, overall, without giving anything away, you probably made three of the best friends you're ever going to have in your life. And yeah. can you say that you got everything out of the ex- the experience that you wanted to? Um, I think so. I definitely don't have any regrets. Um, I, I think that I, I definitely got what I needed. I got more than what I honestly thought I needed going into the show. Um, well, what, here's a question. What's, what's, what's one thing that you got out of this show that you never thought when you left to go to Maui was even on your mind of something you thought you would get out of it? Um, I honestly never thought that I would open up about, um, you know, my past relationships. Um, I never thought that I would just learn so much about myself and like maybe the reason why I have a tendency to kind of, you know, push people away. Um, that, that goes back to losing my best friend. Um, you know, at a young age, I just was so angry that someone so close to me could be taken from me. And with the fear of just losing people, I, push them away before they can hurt me. Um, but all these things, and like, I hear a lot about therapy. Like, listen, I, I I go to therapy. I'm an advocate for it. Like I love therapy. Um, but this experience was just very different. It was, uh, it, it, it made me open up. It forced me to open up and it forced me to realize things about myself that, you know, I never really, I knew, but I never really dug down inside and was like okay like what is triggering this why is this happening why is that and uh, you know mark at the bonfires like even though they're short little 15 second clips we talk for like 40 minutes each person and he he forces you to open up and it's like i need that you know i needed that um so i just feel like holding myself accountable like i i feel like that's something that I have, have learned to do more of and um, yeah, just, just knowing that not everyone is out to get you because I have, which we'll, we'll see throughout the season. I do start opening it up, opening up a little bit more. And um, like, I feel like a lot of these guys throughout the way have helped me a lot. I think that the one thing I wish I would have done differently would have been to kept, uh, to keep Shaq around because I think that, you know, looking back, I'm like, he probably was um, one of the most genuine guys on the island. And I think that had I had not sent him home, he would have been a great person to confide in and to trust. And um, because I know that he has a great heart and that he does, you know, he he cared a lot about me. So that's the one thing looking back and, you know, rewatching and kind of like processing my thoughts. I wish that maybe I had done differently. But other than that, like, I don't regret going on the show. I met my best friends. I learned so much about myself. And I feel like, honestly, after leaving the island, like, I can, I can proudly say I have become a better person. And and I'm proud of myself. Well, you you had mentioned, you know, your friend that you had lost. Um, How how long ago was this? 
Um, I lost her. She passed away two days before my 19th birthday. And you're what, um, 20, 24, 25? 25. 25, okay. Yeah, and so that's something that I've honestly never uh, coped with. Like, I feel like looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have kind of talked to someone when I lost her instead of, like, internalizing all these feelings and, like, becoming just, like, a little angry. Um, I feel like I never was, like, went through the grieving process. I just pushed down all the feelings, which is why they still come up very, very raw when I talk about it. Because it's like, I've never sat down and been like, wow, this really affected my life. This really affected the person that I am today. Instead, I was just like, you know, I was just holding it all in. Well, if you don't mind me asking, was this a sudden or was this, was she sick? Um, she was sick, so she had a brain tumor. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and um, she fell into a coma, again, two days before my birthday, and then she passed away. And this is something, have you ever spoken with, did you, have you, I mean, obviously Corey knows about it, but have you ever gone in depth with Corey about, had you gone in depth with Corey about her before? Um, I, I mean, I definitely, obviously, she's still my best friend she's a big part of my life still um and he knows he knows all about her and i i have told him about you know how she passed away but i don't think that i allowed him again i wasn't like vulnerable with him about her passing away like there were a lot of things that like i had to watch my best friend you know there was a point where she didn't even remember who i was and to see someone who you spent every single day of your life with slowly forget who you are. Um, it, it, it really is traumatic and it, it, it affected me. So I've kind of expressed to him some of that, but again, it was more just me like pushing, pushing it down and internalizing those feelings and just uh, acting tough, you know? Yeah. So you never, you never went to any, you never saw anybody, uh, counselor or therapist after that happened? No. No. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess looking, I looking, looking, Sorry. yeah, I was going to say looking back on it, maybe you probably should have at that, at that time. But at, at 19, you know, it's a little taboo probably. You probably didn't even, I don't know. Uh, was it? Yeah, was, I, I feel like that just wasn't a thing. You know, that yeah. wasn't a thing for me back then. And um, I feel like it was so hush-hush. That was like, you know, therapy was like, something no one ever talked about um and i wish that i had gone i wish that i was more um i wish that i was more like educated about it but you know now now that i'm going i love it and i think that it's helped so much and i i definitely um recommend if anyone is struggling with anything they they should talk to someone even if it's about something maybe not as traumatic if you think you need to talk to someone i highly i I recommend it well yeah i mean i think um that's something that uh, we all could do and uh for sure that's something out there mental health awareness is is become a a bigger deal in the last couple years um especially since the pandemic started and and what people have gone through but uh, aaron thank you so much for uh this conversation and uh and talking about this and opening up and, and just kind of explaining to people your side of, of things, because I know it's been a, a little bit harsh out there for you on <clears throat> social media. So um, I appreciate yeah. you doing this. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, look forward to seeing how this all plays out in the end. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, good luck with everything. And uh, well, maybe when this is all over, we'll uh, we'll reach out again and uh, and, and kind of go over everything that we couldn't cover in this podcast. Right, right. Yes, for sure. Let me know. All right. Take care, Aaron. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, thank you to Aaron for that. Uh, A lot of good stuff there. Uh, Really opened up uh, on a lot of things for her journey and Corey's journey and some things I didn't really uh, know about. So it was really nice to hear her kind of give us a little bit of insight uh, to some things, the Shaquille thing. Uh, the video message where she did say I love you because I know she got a lot of shit online for saying people telling her, you know, you never told him you loved him, but yet you're upset that he didn't say it to you. So I get it. Uh, you know, that's 
that's something that clearly changes a narrative on a television show when she clearly did say it in her video, but yet it wasn't shown. And then everybody jumps on her for that and says, oh, you're a hypocrite. But she said it, so she's not a hypocrite. But what you saw on the show, yeah, I get that you're making a reaction by what you're showing, but not everything is shown. So tough show to be on, to say the least. Uh, anyway, thank you to Aaron for coming on. I really appreciate that. Next week, probably have Corey on uh, to get his side of things. So thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Temptation Island every Tuesday night. Only four episodes left. we got next Tuesday, the Tuesday after that, and then the Tuesday after that is the finale, and then the Tuesday after that is the reunion show. So for Aaron Smith, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you.